All right. Hello and welcome to the Conjecturing a Horrorish podcast. With me, we got Laura. Hello. And Greg. Howdy. And I'm your host, Rob. How's everybody doing? Good. Excellent. Doing good. Greg Greg sounded like a little cowboy there for a second. Yeehaw. <laughs> okay. Wow. I, I, like 10 seconds in, I got the end sound bite. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Crazy and wanting to get out of here and de-quarantine myself and get out into the open range. Nice. Nice. Like Brokeback? Yeah. Like, like Brokeback. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Laura Not that, every okay. aspect, just mm-hmm. you know, the cowboy aspect, obviously. Just, oh, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I know. It was a good I love movie. that movie. Is that a yeah. horror movie, by the way? No. no. Heath, Heath Ledger, though. Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's another guy we keep bringing up. Sadly, he can't chime in. Uh, you know, R.I.P. 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 That's so sad. So good. So good. Yeah. Dust, yeah, so you got? Do we have any um any anything from previous episodes we want to talk about? Last week we did um oh man, what did we do last week? Last week was the faculty. Right, I'm gl- I'm glad I forgot it. Actually, you know, that actually went right out of my brain right after we recorded. So I have a quick update, personally, and you can even cut this from the episode if you want. But I had listened again to the uh, People Under the Stairs episode, and you know how I was going over each of the different uh, characters and what they mean to the story. You know who I totally forgot? People Under the Stairs. I did mention that. So in that movie, I don't know. Hopefully people have heard that episode but in you know the what well, people under the stairs what that usually means is uh like kind of the house helpers that used to literally live underneath the stairs um and they didn't have a place to really make quarters so they just kind of hold up there and they, they they kept up the house the idea was that the the people who own the house just essentially lived off the backs of the of the workers who lived there so the like in the movie like they literally live under the in the basement so the the metaphor there was that you know the the rich are essentially thriving off the backs of the of the working class. So I don't know when I heard that I thought why didn't we talk about the name of the movie The People Under the Stairs? Um, I think I just missed it, but yeah, just something for you guys. Nice. Okay. I'm, I'm definitely gonna cut that. We don't want to hear about that movie anymore. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we can't reference it anymore. No, we can't reference. It. It's like it's yeah. like a it's like a, a movie that I, I shall not say anymore because we gave a memorandum last week about it. I can't really talk about it anymore. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it involves you know centipedes and humans, but I can't really say it the other way around. But uh, <gasps> yeah, okay. So let's uh, let's get to everybody's favorite segment here. What's in the cups? <laughs> so we have what's in the cups. What's in the cups here? So uh, what are you what are you drinking, Greg? I'm carrying over last week's drink. I've got. The Scat Cat, which is uh, the Jameson Kahlua coffee mix, roasted in some protein shake. Good for the body. With, with, no, mo- with no movie reference, that it just sounds so bad saying Scat Cat. Yeah. With no reference. Oh, well, to you got to listen to the faculty episode. It's clearly a reference to uh, the drug that was used to kill the aliens. He calls it Scat. Mm-hmm. All right. That's true. That's true. Uh, okay, Laura, what are you drinking? Um. I am drinking an IPA, and I'm just sticking with beer uh, this episode. So I have my backup beer, which I'm super excited about. Um, it's Maui Brewing Company. It's the Pineapple Mono Wheat. Ooh, so excited. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yes. I'm uh, piggybacking off Greg's drink a bit with the coffee, uh, the whatever he called it, Scat Cat, you know. But uh, instead of the Kahlua, I didn't have Kahlua, so all I had was brandy. So I put some brandy in it. So it's actually really good. It's really good. You that know? sounds good. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely don't. I feel like I need to want to retitle it though. I don't want to be saying I'm drinking a scat. But uh, 
you know, something else. I don't know. We'll figure it out later on. It's okay. Be the conjecture. Got James in there too? No, no, just Brandy. You don't put Brandy and Jameson. That's a crazy, Greg. Only oh, you would do that. Only you would mix things. Cat cat for you. I you feel know? like Brandy is mixable. You could put Brandy in things. With, yeah, but with, with, like, an, with, with another alcohol? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, before well, my, my great-grandmother died, I, you know, one of the things I had asked her was that, how did you live so long? I literally just bluntly asked her about that because she was like 90-something and she was like the most lively of the family. And she like like leaned in closer to me and whispered, I cooked everything in brandy. And I was like... <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that was That's a good secret. Mm-hmm. Chili, little, you know, hamburger weenies or whatever you call it, hot dog weenies, <laughs> everything in brandy. That was like, her secret. So All right. like mixes everywhere. That's Secrets funny. out now. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, Greg, you always leave me like the hardest transition points with your little <laughs> comments. I don't, I don't even know where to go from that. Um, yeah, I know. Geez, I don't know. Well, this movie's not a weenie. So the movie we're doing this week <laughs> is uh, 1987's <laughs> The Lost Boys. Oh. This is The Lost Boys. This is my movie choice. Yay! So I chose this movie. <laughs> So why did I choose this movie? I chose this movie, man, just because to be honest, I wanted to rewatch it. I hadn't seen this movie in, man, at least a decade. You know, I know it's on, you know, TNT and TBS like that every once in a while. And I probably would catch part of it, but never all the way through. And I remember this movie, uh, I wouldn't say it really scared me when I watched it, you know, so I don't know. I mean, his vampire is in it. So I guess it's considered part of the horror-ish, you know, movies we're choosing. Yeah. Um, but just I just wanted to rewatch this one and see if it holds up to my standard of what I remember it as. You know, I really remember enjoying it a lot, actually being scared at certain points, but actually just having a great time watching this movie because I wanted to see if it held up. That's pretty much Old why. Me. I mean, it's 1987. So, I mean, I was what six when it came out. So I, I definitely didn't see it until I, I think it's in the time frame we always talk about when you guys ask me the question. Yeah. When I got into high school, that's when yeah. I started like started watching more movies. So yeah, I probably would have been around whatever, 16, 17 when I would have watched this. Probably rented it at that point, the video yep. store. Yeah. Love this movie or not, that's got to be the perfect time to watch it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I definitely wanted to get a little motorcycle, get a little dirt bike. Oh my know? gosh. Try to leather grow my jacket. Ha- yeah. Litter jacket. You know, I try to grow Earring. my hair. Yeah. yeah. Try, try to grow my hair out, but it only grew up. My hair doesn't grow down. We talked about froze. You know, it didn't work out too well for me. I wasn't uh-huh. able to hang out on that boardwalk. No, uh, no. Yeah, so that's why I chose the movie. So, um, yeah, before we really get in, you know, into the deep dive of the movie, you know, let's get to our uh, horrorish segment of the week. And this week we have... This right. week we have a game. This week we have a game I want to play with you guys. We haven't played a game in a while, I think. We have mostly questions. What? We you played know? a game last week. I guess it was like a, a an essay question. Yeah. Hey, you, you guys. Let's did not some... forget that game where I just freaking murdered Greg. Yeah, you can cut that, Rob. That's Murder. True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 so um, the game we're going to be playing this week is definitely uh, after I watched this movie, The Lost Boys. There are two characters that are in this movie that just. I embody, I want to say my childhood that I remember so well. And that is Corey Feldman and Corey Haim, the two <laughs> Corys. They were called the Corys for a good decade. They did everything together. I think they were best friends and stuff like that. Really? Um, yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if, if Haim was invited to the ranch, but, you know, I know Feldman <laughs> was. But, uh, 
Cheers. You know, um, but so, so, uh, so it's just two, two people that I, I wanted to incorporate into this game. So, so pretty much the, I, I thought of a game very similar to M Night or M Not, where I'm going to read you a description mm. of a movie and you have to guess, is this a Corey Feldman movie or a oh. Corey Haim movie? How many you movies know? did they even make? I didn't. Well, they made a lot of movies. Once, it, when if you don't get some of them, and I'll have to tell you, of course, if you don't get them, and I'll tell you what the movie was, and you'll be like, oh wow, you forget that who was in this one. One of them, oh, one, of them def- one of them definitely has a better career. Uh, you know, don't say in the movies, Laura. Don't say I in the won't, movies. I won't, but I can name mm-hmm. quite a few movies for one of these quarries, and I don't think I can name one for the other. I think I can name maybe <laughs> one uh, for one of them. Okay, wow. don't. Let's not All start right. that. Okay, so... So it's going to be a really hard game, Greg. <laughs> so so gonna you're going to get the clue, we're going to buzz in, right? Yeah, so just so everybody knows, we're, we're remote. We're remote still and everything with everything going on in the world. Um, so these guys, I had them choose their own buzzer sounds just so we can all hear. Uh, so you guys, let's do Laura. What's your buzzer sound? Let's do Laura's. I'm an angry kitty cat. <laughs> okay. All right. Laura's an angry kitty cat. That's appropriate. Okay. Uh, Greg, what is your sound? I am a toy trumpet, or you thought it was a kazoo. I kind of like kazoo better. That's actually definitely a kazoo. I don't know why they call it toy. like a duck doing the kazoo. It's like a duck blowing into a kazoo. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it. That's good. <laughs> they're right. very, they're very uh, different from each other. So people listening will definitely be like, oh, who's first? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Unless they think it's like a cat blowing a kazoo. And then it's just, who knows what that's going to be. <laughs> it's you know? a tie. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's get into the game here. All right, so like I said, Wait, I'm going to read. Uh-huh. Question. Of course. Uh-huh. Are we doing the same rules where if you guess incorrectly, do you lose a point or do you just get zero and then it obviously goes to the other person? Oh, but it's just a 50-50 it's a, answer. It's a 50-50, so it's just going to be whoever buzzes in first gets to guess. The other person really doesn't get to guess then because it's just 50-50. Oh, man. Yeah, because there's These only two choices. to be some obscure-ass movies, right? Bob, like there are some that are obscure mm-hmm. oh, man. yeah okay so you guys ready okay yeah all right so let's start here first movie first movie okay here's the synopsis okay after learning that a stranger has been accidentally killed near the rural homes four boys decide to go see the body i think laura got that one laura got that one okay laura what's the wait wait first first which Corey is this Corey feldman That's or Corey? Corey feldman Corey feldman <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> correct. Correct. Yay. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Love that movie. Okay. And me can too. and can you name the movie? Stand by me. Correct. Correct. Stand by me. Stand I love by that me. One. So we'll so we'll do it like that. You can get a uh, you can get two points. You'll get two points if you can name both. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I like that. Because you, like yeah, you still could, you, you still could guess the Corey, but get the movie wrong. So all right. All right. So Laura has two points. Okay. All right. Next one. Okay. Mm-hmm. A gadget. Uh, yes, Greg. Get it wrong. Do we do we get negative points? That was the question I already asked. <laughs> no, okay. no, no, no negative points. <laughs> Unless you have a a ridiculous answer like Greg sometimes, then I'll give you negative points. So if I guess the shadow, do I just do I forfeit the game? <laughs> you get negative five points if you guess the shadow. All right, proceed. Okay. All right. Uh, next one. Okay. A gadget salesman is looking for a special gift for his son and finds one at a store in Chinatown. The shopkeeper is reluctant. I think that was Greg. Greg. Oh, it was me. That that was you. No. Yeah. I, that I, thought, so I thought Greg got it fast. Wait, Greg, did you do it too? I did. I heard the kazoo before I heard a cat. What? 
To be honest with you, they actually are very similar. Yeah, I think they are. I didn't hear Greg's at all. I only heard mine. Really? Okay. I'm I'm the judge. Do I have to change mine? No, no, no. Mm -hmm. Ouch! Ouch! All right, Greg. We'll let you go. Y-E-O-U-S-T-H. I'll believe you guys. Okay, let's let's go with Greg. You can change your you can change your noise, Greg. Okay, for the next one. Okay, but this one's yours. Okay, Greg. So, what was your first? Is this Corey Feldman or Corey Haim? I I'm gonna say Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman, okay. Is it correct? Yeah. Corey Feldman. Yes. Okay, and can you name the movie? No, I have no clue. So Lord, you can't name no the clue. movie? No, it just sounded no. like something he would be in. I just want I just oh. wanted to say <laughs> Okay, so you don't even want Greg, to guess I feel then? like you're gonna be really upset when you find out what this is. Inspector Gadget? Is it Inspector Gadget? No. No. It's not an Inspector Gadget. Okay, Laura, you can guess the movie then, because it's not a 50-50. So if you get know the movie, I'll give you a point. Wait, wait, okay. Can I hear the clue again? Okay, never mind. I, I already, you already got it right. I already had my turn. Gremlins. Correct, Gremlins. Oh. Gremlins. I think you, I feel like Greg just wants to buzz in quickly, but he's not actually listening to the answers. Yeah. Well, when you don't get negative points, it makes sense. You have fifty-fifty mm-hmm. shot, and you could still get yeah. one point mm-hmm. even if you get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My strategy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Next. All right. Story, I just don't want to get blown out zero to twelve like another like time. time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Next movie. Next movie. All right. Okay. Next synopsis. Okay. Wait, are they all horror movies? By the way. No. These no. are just any movie. Okay. These are just any movies for them. Okay. An unusually bright teenager whose nerdy looks and meek demeanor make him a favorite target for bullies joins the high school football team in an effort to impress a girl. Ouch. Okay, Greg. Is this Corey? The other Corey, not Feldman, but the other. <laughs> the other that's what I want to call him too. <laughs> you guys are messed is it up. Haim? Is that how you Corey, say it? Haim? Corey Haim, yes. I don't know this kid. Correct. Corey Haim. Look at that. Corey, now we're Corey. tied. What do you got to say about that? Okay, Corey. Do you know the movie though? Oh, no, I have no idea. <laughs> I just have vague visuals. Like, I listen to the description. Mm-hmm. I think they sound like they would star in that type of movie. Mm-hmm. I have an instinct okay. these types. What about you, yeah. Laura? Do you think you, you want to guess the movie? No, I have no idea. You have no idea either? Okay. No. The mo- the movie is Lucas. 1986 movie called Lucas. Where he mm-hmm. played mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah, Lucas. Guy. It was one of his first movies where it actually made him like a bigger actor. Cool. All right. Okay. Next, next one. Next one here. Okay. This one, this one's pretty funny. Okay. All right. After his mother is killed, a young individual is taken in by a kindly widow. The young individual soon befriends the neighbor's new addition to their own home. The two are inseparable, but their friendship is hampered by their namesake and the fact that they are, by nature, enemies. The pair must overcome their inherent differences in order to salvage their friendship. Corey Haim. You're guessing Corey Haim, Greg? Corey Haim. No, it's not oh. Corey Haim. This is a Corey Feldman oh, movie. Oh, Laura, this is the problem you, with, with you, my strategy. I automatically give Laura that other point if I guess it wrong. Mm-hmm. No, if you guess the person wrong, I can't get the point for yeah. guessing the other person. But I could potentially get the movie, the movie. But I don't know this movie no? at all. You don't know this one? Which one's this? <laughs> this is the Fox and the Hound, 1981, the animated Disney cartoon. Oh my God, Rob! Wow. <laughs> you didn't say anything about a fox or a for- hound. I could not put fox or hound in there. You guys would have known it too easy. You're infuriating. You canine and <laughs> look at it. Look, 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 read this sentence. The two are inseparable, but their friendship is hampered by their namesake and the fact that they are by nature enemies. Yeah, oh, but all you're thinking about God. is humans. You're only thinking humans. Yeah. That was a tricky one. You guys, uh, he you kept guys going, don't... this individual. <sighs> yeah, you should have you should have guessed right away why am I not saying an actual like this feel, you know what this feels like, Rob? It, mm-hmm. it feels like I'm in 
um, an escape room, and I don't know yeah. shit about the clue. Like I'm like, <laughs> it's so over my head. Yeah, but I want to figure it out. I love. Okay, I, I, I love it. that movie. That movie makes me cry every time. So I it makes it. me cry too. Yeah, Corey, oh. Corey, Corey Feldman is a young copper in that movie. Oh, young that's copper. so cute. Yeah, I thought so too. I had to put that in there. You know. Okay. Oh. Nice. Is anybody keeping score? Do we I think we're tied. Scores? You no. You were supposed to keep, to keep score. score. Oh, okay. I'm giving you. I'm throwing you a bone by saying we're tied. I, I think it's um, rough. Greg. I got the first one right. Oh, two points. I want to say it's three to two, Laura. I think yeah, it's two and then Laura. you got one, and then I got one. All right, that's fair. I think three to two, Laura. Okay. All right, next one. All right. Okay. No, it's three to one. Three to one. No, no, I've guessed two. I, think guessed I guessed two, two Corys, I think. Yeah. I, I said Cora Feldman in one. I said Haim on the other. I'm, I'm yeah, I think it's three to two, Laura. Two. Hmm. Okay, let's just keep okay. going. Carry on. If Laura loses by one, there's going to be a revolt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just waiting for one. Go so. to the replay. <laughs> yeah, it's not like we're recording this. <laughs> All right, next one, next one, okay? okay? All right, a band of adventurous kids. Oh. Yeah! That was Laura. That was Laura. Yeah, well, no, I, I, I heard a cat. I heard a cat. I didn't hear whatever your new sound is, Greg. I heard a cat right away. <sighs> Send it okay. to the replay machine. Okay, is that Corey Feldman or Corey Haim? Feldman. Feldman. Correct. Here's the thing, you guys. If I'm going to stand a chance, I at least got to get runner's choice on the easy questions. Dude, I gave you the first oh, tie. Man. I didn't even. I only heard me that time, and I gave. I, it to I you. know. I was gonna say, Greg, if anything, Greg, you need to put your your audio device closer to the mic so it could be louder. Because I, I didn't Is hear this it. Is picking up? Listen, listen, listen. Ouch! I I hear it, but I heard the cat like, I, right away. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Maybe Greg is just gonna start screaming. Greg's just Greg. Greg's just gonna start screaming into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, it's me. My business will only get worse. Okay. okay all right. Uh. Oh. What what movie is that, Laura? Goonies. Correct. Goonies. The Goonies. one I was waiting for. So Yay. five. So five to two. Five to two. All right. Next one. Classic. Uh, you know, these have been easy ones. Now, now we're gonna get into some hard ones. Are you serious? <laughs> There's more. Well, once you oh get to a, once you get to a certain point, I'm like digging from digging for scrap. This is when I actually do remember this movie. This is not a good movie, but I remember this movie. A teenager thinks his life can't get any worse after he flunks his driver's exam. The license. Oh, the li- oh. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that one. Okay, Greg. Corey Haim. Mm, no, sorry. Oh my mm-hmm. God, it's literally 50-50, and I'm not getting well, these. <laughs> this one is actually a trick question because they're both in this one. This is Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. Oh, come on. Oh, mm-hmm. that's sorry. so mean. <laughs> Aren't you going to give me half a point then? About no, it? sorry. You had to get both. You, like I said, you're, you're, just, you're going off the 50-50 shot. You're not even really listening to anything else, so I'm not going to give you pity points. Damn. Okay. I accept that punishment. Do either oh, of you want to try? Do you want me to finish reading it and see if you guys can guess the movie? Yeah, yeah finish it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so a teenager thinks his life can't get any worse after he flunks his driver's exam, but he's wrong. The licensed teenager refuses to break his date with a cool girl at school, and he decides to lift his family's prized luxury car for the occasion. Unfortunately, the girl sneaks some booze along and passes out drunk, and the confused teenager makes the bad decision of enlisting his rebellious friend to help. You guys don't. It's like a great movie. I want to see it. Whatever it is. No, you guys don't know. Okay, that's 1988's License to Drive. License to Drive. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, I've never seen I, it. I've never <sighs> seen it. It's not like a great movie, but it's, it's really, both it of them in it. Really, it sounds fun. It's hmm. both of them in it together. So you've yeah. been, you, like, after this movie, after Lost Boys, you sort of followed their 
the the trajectory of their careers and watched mm-hmm. the movies that they were in. I watched almost every movie. I mean, you start with like Stand By Me, and you're following pretty yeah. much Corey Feldman. These and Goonies. I mean, those are two yeah. things that just into no, everybody. Feldman's huge. But yeah. The other one I don't know. But I think it was after Lost Boys. That's when I'm like, oh, like they're in this together, and then that's when they started like hanging out together, and I'm like, oh, okay. So then I just went to this. So mm-hmm. okay, cool. nice. All right. Let's finish up here, okay? All right. Yeah. All right, next one. In New York, mysterious radioactive material has altered the lives of four individuals. Ouch. Laura. Okay, Laura. Is this Oh, Corey, my God, I know the movie. Is, is this Corey Feldman or Corey? <laughs> I know the movie. Okay. Are you describing what, what I Corey, think you're describing? Corey, Corey, Corey yeah. Feldman or Corey Haim? <sighs> Feldman or Haim? I'm going to go Feldman. Feldman? Correct, Feldman. Oh. And can you name the movie? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Correct. Is it correct? Corey Feldman was the voice of Donatello. He was oh the voice of Donatello. That, I did not know who it was. I just knew the mm-hmm. movie by the synopsis. I was the hugest Ninja Turtles fan as a kid. There was that line in the movie where, because he constantly has a beef with Casey Jones, and he goes, and it's totally Corey Feldman. You're claustrophobic, and then he goes, "Hey, you want a fist in your mouth? I never yeah. even looked into the guy before." <laughs> That is totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't know that. That's a good trick I, I didn't, question. I didn't know that when going into this. After I looked this up, I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So that was a cool one. All right. So uh, I'm just being embarrassed so, here. Six to Laura. two? Six to two? It. Right? Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. You're not getting a half point, Greg. I'm not giving you a half. All right. <laughs> that one was pretty mean, though. Sorry. Oh, no, sorry. No. Okay. So, <laughs> so not sorry. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> All right, so let's do this is the last one now then last one. So what is it right now? Six to two, right? Six to two? I think yeah. so. Correct? Yeah, correct. All right, so this is gonna be a five point question, okay? So what fi- the fuck? <laughs> I hate it when you this, do that. It's like the money ball, uh, you know, in the three point shooting contest in the NBA. The last shot is like yeah. five points. This is it. This is it right here. This is it. This is the this is a super tough one. So I do right. feel like you've exhausted every Corey Feldman movie though, because <laughs> yeah. I was out. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, all right, you guys ready? Okay, five point question here. Okay, a knightly advocate and young. Oh my god, I got to Greg, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so if I can I, what happens if I get the if I get the actor, um, just read no, the question. No, it's only five points if you get the actor and the movie. Yeah, you got to get both for five points. All right, let's let's play it out. Finish the finish it now. Okay, you you clicked your thing. Let me let me okay. We'll start. We'll start fresh. We'll start fresh. Let me read it all the way through, and then I'm it's desperate here, you guys. Okay, yeah, I know. <laughs> Greg's desperate. <laughs> Just like every game we play, Greg is desperate to try to win. Yeah. You you can bet your ass. The next movie that we watch, I'm gonna read the histories of every single actor and look at every movie that they've been in and like commit it to memory. And I'm gonna come in, and then you're gonna switch up the game. It'll be nothing yeah. to do with that. My <laughs> brain will be filled up with random yeah. movies mm-hmm. that I have no. Use. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna learn the movies of all the extras too. Oh. <laughs> all right, let me read let me read it, okay? All right, all right. Greg's notes are gonna get even smaller. I know, I know. Jeez. <laughs> oh my god. That's funny. All right, let me read this synopsis. Okay, last one, all right. A knightly advocate and youngish new sidekick try to keep their relationship together even as they must stop a man with ice in his veins and a green-thumbed woman from turning... Oh. Greg. Oh, my right. God. Is, is this, is Are this... you... I have no idea what actor this is, but I, I feel like I 100% know what movie this is. Okay. Uh, do you want to guess? Then guess the movie first. Let's get, let's get okay. into it. Guess the movie first. Do you know what movie? All right. Obviously, you're talking about Batman and Robin, yeah. Mr. Freeze, and Poison Ivy. So this is... Correct. Correct. Batman movie. and Robin. Okay. Now, for the win... 
right, for the win, is this a Corey Haim or Corey Feldman? Which one oh was in God. Batman and Robin? <laughs> okay, I feel like I would know if Corey Feldman was in it because mm-hmm. he's not in it. I'm going to say mm-hmm. it's Corey Haim. Corey Haim? Yeah. Okay. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes! Well, you know, actually, I'm not that mad because I I earned it, and you you just throw you just throw these like you're gonna win it if you get this last one right, and it's just like no. Wait, explain explain his role in this movie. He's just a biker gang member. He probably doesn't. He has his helmet on. (laughs) I don't even think you see him in the movie. He's an extra. Sorry, Laura. That's so stupid. <laughs> it's all right. Our listeners feel for me. They, mm-hmm. they, they saw the work I put in. I'm sorry. I'm Actually, sorry. I feel a lot better now. This is feel a little bit more mm-hmm. at peace. Mm-hmm. That was very good. Greg is so happy. He's so happy. You know, I'm sorry, Laura. I felt bad last week when Greg got dominated. So I had to give him a little <laughs> bit of a little bit of a yeah. This there. was totally. Dude, mm-hmm. you guys ran on this together. See, I, Laura, I see, you have a I good see. point. You you actually earned it, but the thing is, no one will remember that. They'll look at the numbers and be like, well, "I think we're tied on games, aren't we?" Oh, man, um, I, have to, I think Laura's still up uh, by one. I think overall, if anything, you get half a point for this quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got half a win. <laughs> you get half a win. <laughs> you won by luck, not hey, by I'll knowledge. <laughs> oh man this is like the second time i've tried to do this for greg and he actually won this one you know Laura, how did you not get that before me though i feel like i've been slow this whole time on the oh i knew it was batman right when he said that i was like holy shit it's batman but you were you were click happy so <laughs> but in the end rationale won out i knew that if Corey feldman had been in it i would have known that so that's true that's true yeah, i mean i w- i would have guessed not Feldman too, because mm-hmm. I swear I thought Cor- so. In in the Lost Boys, when you first see Co- wait Corey Haim, I thought he was um the guy, the kid from Karate Kid. What's his name? No, this I is your winner, him. Rob. This is your winner, really. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm sorry, I can't. I can't go back now. And well, and this take is why I and... carry extra beers. Yeah, get your extra drink, Laura. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh. sorry. Yeah. All right. So yeah, if anybody wants to email in and yell at me or Greg for stealing a win from Laura, you can hit us up. Yeah. You can hit us up conjecturingpod at Gmail or on Twitter at conjecturingpod. Also Instagram. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I guess that's probably what the email is going to say. So yeah. (laughs) All right. So that was our first segment. Uh, Now it's time to sharpen our stakes and head into the cave of our movie this week. So let's get into the cave. Can I just say you shouldn't have told us this app. You shouldn't have told us this app with all of these sounds because now I'm going to be getting drunk and just doing them on our podcast. Um, <laughs> really wanted see. to do more. Laura, you know what? You can take a hike. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so let's uh, let's get to the movie here. So we got right. uh, definitely a spoiler warning. I feel like we forget to say that, but I feel like it's just uh, assumed. Yeah. Um, but you know, spoiler warning here. You know. Yeah, so we're doing Lost Boys. This is 1987. This is an R-rated movie, which I was so surprised it was R-rated. Yeah. I I was watching this movie, and I kept writing to my notes, like, why is this R-rated? Why? You know, there, there really wasn't anything other than, like, one gruesome murder scene. 
There was there was violence. Well, there was the sexual scene. There was too. a sex they scene. Didn't sh- they didn't show anything though. But for nineteen eighty, whatever year that was, that was I probably. Think, I would expect to see a little nip in there or something, you know, of our R rating. Geez, you know, nothing. I, I was like just quite a bit of violence though. There there was there was quite a bit of violence, but I I, I guess yeah, in nineteen eighty seven, I guess uh, I was thinking like if this was re released today, it it would be close to a PG thirteen. Maybe it would be close. The middle. I know the standards of. Uh, have changed over time mm-hmm. but i think you're probably being deluded by like some of the silliness of the movie and it's yeah. kind of reminds me of like the kill bill movies where you know you're sidetracked by all the thinking and all the cool lines and all the fighting that you don't realize like scene by scene there's just so much blood that it, it mm-hmm. has to qualify for r so yeah. this one's probably in that category yeah i gotta tell you i like kill bill but i do not forget the fact that there was so much gore in that movie mm-hmm. oh really that's not yeah. lost on you it's yeah too much yeah it's too mm-hmm. much for me it's not lost i think the one scene in this movie toward the end with <laughs> bathtubs and things that like that mm-hmm. made it r i think yeah. yeah 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 this is another one this is actually directed by joel schumacher from batman and robin fame mm. you know that's probably why Ooh. Corey Haim got into that movie eventually, I guess. Nice. You know, I also put in my notes that explains the biker gangs, you know, in Batman and Robin, he loves biker gangs. Um, Interesting. I think that Jill Schumacher did that movie. That was one of the worst Batmans, I thought, but we're not here to talk about Batman. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do that on a separate podcast. I'll start a Batman podcast. I definitely get <laughs> that. That would be sweet. I will, I will not be joining that one. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Laura. You, you're our Poison Ivy. You'd be perfect for it. I actually am. I'm obsessed with her. I wanted to be here for Halloween like every mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Yeah, jeez. All right. Okay. Uh, so this movie, this uh, this movie budget was eight point five million. Box office was thirty two million. So good money, especially yeah, nineteen eighty seven. That's really yeah. good. Definitely. Uh, there's some interesting facts I found out about this movie. The title "Lost Boys" was the reference to Peter Pan in Neverland. Yeah. You know, which is pretty obvious. You know how they, you know they never grow up. You know, like vampires. Uh, I think we talked about. Uh, I think a little bit last week too that the mo- this film was shot in Santa Cruz. And the only other thing I found really interesting was, I guess the film originally was set to be directed by Richard Donner. And he had kind of written the screenplay with his uh, writing partner, um, Janice Fisher. But they said in the original one, the original one, it was envisioned more of a juvenile vampire adventure with 13 or 14 year old vampires. While the Frog Brothers were little eight year old Cub Scouts. And the the character of Star was a young boy. Then when... uh, you know, Donner left and Joel Schumacher came in. He was the one that insisted on the film being sexier and more adult, bringing on, you know, a different screenwriter and retooling the script and raise the ages of the characters. So I thought yeah. that was just interesting because I kept watching this and I kept thinking, this is totally Goonies with vampires. Yes. It is. So that's, it would make sense why it actually started with kind of a Goonies premise and then they just made him older and a little scarier. But I thought it was so interesting being like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And then so definitely we have the, the actors in this movie. We definitely have, you know, Keith, Kiefer Sutherland is so good in this movie. So good. So good in this movie. So you know, good. I couldn't. Oh, I Greg shaking his head. Greg's just mad because we bash on all his movies. So he feels like he's going to try to bash on my movie, but he's not going to be able to, you know. Well, um, I, I, we haven't gotten into it yet. We haven't can I just yet. say, mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to start off and just say real quick, I... I really love this movie because of I have the nostalgia factor and I enjoy mm-hmm. every time I watch it, it just gives me warm and fuzzy feelings. I enjoy it so much. But the whole time I was watching it this time, just a few days ago, I was like, oh my God, this is probably so similar to people under the stairs for Greg. 
and like we fucking hated that movie mm-hmm. but i could see someone just watching this and like hadn't seen it before and being like this is ridiculous mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i'm very curious to see what greg says <laughs> yeah i know i know i know um yeah so we got Kiefer sutherland he plays david uh we got you know like i said cory Haim is in here as sam uh, mm-hmm. Jason Patrick as Michael, Corey Feldman as Edgar Frog. Then you have like other people I don't really. The the girl's very familiar. Her name, yeah, Jamie Jamie Gertz. Twister. That's, oh, right. that's right. I noticed okay. her like not immediately, but in ten minutes, I thought, oh, she's like the upscale, yep. um, like a fiance who tries to go on those missions, and she decides, oh, I'm not cut out for like this tornado chasing. She bails, yeah. but. I think she's much older in that movie. Oh, like, definitely. Yeah. She's she looks very young in this movie. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the only other person I really like, really like, you know, recognize was uh, Alex Winter. Yeah, he was Bill from Bill and Ted. He's definitely young. Oh my god, like a baby in this movie. Yeah. You know, play one of the other vampires. He's the one that got killed. You know, he's like, you killed Marco. You yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah so lord you want to get in the synopsis of this movie do synopsis yes yes all right um let's fill so that love got, for this movie mm-hmm. the movie begins with um a family of a recently divorced mother and her two sons and they are moving from phoenix to northern california um and they're moving in with her father so the two teen boys grandfather and you know the boys seem whatever about moving to a new town you know coming off of of their parents' divorce. But when they get there, the town is, if you're familiar with Santa Cruz, essentially it's on the coast and has a nice big boardwalk with roller coasters and Ferris wheels and just a lot of nightly entertainment. Um, And as they, you know, explore the town and kind of get used to the town, they, they learn that there is a gang of vampires living there and uh, they get wrapped up with them and it's Mm -hmm. not pretty. No, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. No. no. So good synopsis. Good synopsis here. Um, this movie, Rotten Tomato score. I was very surprised. The audience score of this movie was eighty-five percent. Yeah. Whoa. And, and the critic score was seventy-five percent. So that's Whoa. that's a lot higher than I thought. Like I said, yeah. You know, me and Laura, are, I think, are the same with this movie. We have like this nostalgia thing for. It. I think this might be my first uh, one we've watched where I actually have like that feeling. Jeepers Creepers was just you know one thing but uh that well, was you love justin, justin long that's, so. that's different it's justin long love yeah. you know this is this is like this is the first time i've watched one of the movies we picked where i'm like i have that nostalgia for it mm-hmm. so it, it's hard for me not to not to like it but uh yeah so um i don't know who, do you who wants to really start does anybody want to start why don't you start with how about you you want yeah. me to start? You want me to start? I guess it's my movie. I always forget it. When, it's always weird when it's my movie pick. I'm so used to just, you know, helping you guys out, not like seeing what I actually think about a movie like that, you know? Um, for me, for me, right away, I mean, this oh, the opening to this movie is so good. The opening, yeah. the, the music, the music oh, in this. Oh, so good. The music is so good in this movie. It starts out with the, the Cry Little Sister. That's like the song in the movie that it starts, you know, and it starts like them flying like over the, well, it actually starts with the carousel scene, which I don't, I don't really care about the carousel, the carousel scene that much, but just the way and how, I, I love the camera angle where they're flying. It's just like the camera is like flying over the water or flying over things and like, mm-hmm. If you if you weren't didn't know this, you know the first time you saw this movie, you wouldn't really know what it is, you know, until you find out they're vampires. Mm-hmm. But knowing ahead of time, it's just so good. It's such a good shot. The the flying over the water and they attack the guy. I love the opening of this movie. It's such a good opening. Yeah, and then yeah, like I said, I mean, this really just talks about I had such 
Goonie vibes in this. Once you yeah. start meeting the the younger the younger kids in this movie, I mean, at, at points it feels like somewhat two separate movies. You have like a serious vampire movie happening, and then you have kind of a funny, you know, sidekicky vibe of like the kids. Um, but just they play so well together in this movie where it could be like a super serious or gruesome scene. And then it cuts to Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. And they're just like ridiculous together. I mean, this is definitely a horror comedy. I mean, even when you look it up, that's how it's, you know, categorized as so. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. Just like I said, the music is so good in the beginning. Uh, I mean, just the, it's such a, like a period piece, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so eighties, I guess, you know, um, just with the, the hairstyles. I mean, so much hairspray in these people's hair, you know, (laughs) everybody has like long flowing hair. Everybody looks like they're in like a Bon Jovi band or like twisted sister (laughs) or something like that, you know? Um, it's just, it's just, you know, and I love the, uh, the people are strange song when they're going through all the different people that live in the city. Yes. It's yeah. just, it's such a great the music is amazing. Yeah, it's such a great song choice. And it really like within the first five minutes of this movie, you're like, oh, you, you kind of know what's going on here. You know, like what's happening. You know, even as they're driving in the back of the the Santa Cruz signs says like the murder capital of the world. Little touches like that that are just so and cool. There's all those missing persons posters that are being Yeah. Yeah. You know, right away you're just like, okay, it's such a great opening to a movie. I loved it so much, you know. Yeah. Um talking about the opening of the boardwalk scene and like watching this movie, I've never wanted to learn to play saxophone more than <laughs> Oh my god. Than, than that guy playing <laughs> saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh man! It not was, only is that uh-huh. scene so funny oh, in my itself, God. but yeah. then when you see everyone like rocking out, like yeah, fuck yeah, and it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was rocking out on my couch. I started taking my shirt off. Yeah, I was. <laughs> no, I was like, where? I was like, where's my chain and my lock that I can wear right now? You know, and then just start rocking out and start pelvic thrusting. You know, oh that scene God. was awesome. It was, it was like this bodybuilder that was like shirtless and greased up, playing the sax and and singing. I still, like I still believe. People. Yeah, I still believe. And thrusting just the whole time. Oh man, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, it's just such like a. a funny scene you know i know it's not supposed to be funny but you know um yeah and that really gets like the characters off in this movie no pun intended there uh but uh you know that's when that's when uh david's or not david but michael sees uh star for the first time and that's kind of really what sets us off on this journey in this Mm -hmm. movie is when they stalks star (laughs) Mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess somewhat stocks you know yeah. this is 87 when everything was okay to do for a man you can yeah, do it seriously you could just stare at a girl from like 100 yards away and just follow her around the boardwalk and that yeah that was mm-hmm. back then. Yeah, exactly cool. exactly cool, yeah cool. yeah yes i mean that pretty much yeah, sets us sets us off in this movie you know uh you know he they catch each other's eye he likes her yeah gregsley follows her around um yeah then we are introduced more to the vampires in this movie you know mm-hmm. with david being there and just the the just so many great lines in this movie you oh, know so when, when he's when he's talking about like oh, i can't keep up on my motorcycle and he's like you know what does he say you don't have to win you just got to try to keep up or something like that yeah, yeah, he he says I'm not going to beat you on my motorcycle. He's like, you don't have to beat me. You just have to try to keep up with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just like you know, like I said, and Keith, like I said, we the beginning from Laura. Keith, so he's such, he's so good in this movie. He's he, so good. He's so he's not like overacting either. He's just playing it like no. super straight. Um, 
yeah so does anybody else have anything they want to talk about anybody want to spot something out <laughs> yeah so maybe maybe i'll go next so we can save greg for last okay um honestly i'm just gonna get into what i liked about this movie so okay it's mm-hmm. kind of the first thing we usually do i so again i have the nostalgia factor i've seen i saw this movie a long time ago i've seen it a ton of times since um i am from northern california and so it being set in santa cruz and on the boardwalk even though they made up this fictitious town of santa carla Mm-hmm. which I think is supposed to be a play on Santa Clara, which is very close to Santa Cruz. You know, that all feels very familiar and fun to me. Again, the music in this movie is amazing. I also, I really, I just love how the vampires are like this motorcycle gang in their leather jackets. Like, I love the look, like the 80s bad boy look of them. That's great. Love all of the just traditional vampire you know, folklore, whatever you want to call it. But I also thought it was cool how they did the whole half vampire. So Michael, one of our main characters, he's the elder of the two boys. He, you know, when they change to vampire, they're not full vampire until they make a kill. So there's kind of this limbo period where he and Star, the girl that he's fallen for, and also this little boy, which is kind of sad that they have Mm -hmm. a kid in the mix, um, are all half vampires. So, you know, they don't burn in the sunlight the way the other vampires do, but they can barely stay awake in the sunlight. I mean, they're like dead bodies. They're like zombies trying to stay awake and have to wear sunglasses. And so I liked that because I don't, I don't feel like I've really seen that a whole lot before. I love the eccentric, eccentric grandfather. Oh he's yeah, he's so good. So fucking funny. I, I just love that. It's super <laughs> funny. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, just so many things I really like about this movie. Yeah, I feel like it. it, it honestly, my only complaint is it is very cheesy, of course. And I think that we probably overlook maybe some bad acting and like some plot holes even and the cheesiness, but I think it's so funny. And from other reviews out there, it definitely just seems like for the eighties, this was a really good performance by most of these actors. It was a good cast for the eighties. It knew what it wanted to be and it completely delivered. And it's just one of the best things that came out of 1980s in my opinion. Mm, wow, that's true. That's true. I think I, I agree wholeheartedly with you, yeah. there, Laura. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a lot of just like really good iconic lines from that Corey Haim, who I don't really know, but he mm-hmm. he had some of the best lines, like especially when he's like, "Don't kill me, I'm basically a good kid," <laughs> or like um, when Star shoots up in the window, and na- so now he's in between his brother, who he knows is a vampire, and Star, and. What he does is he goes onto his bed and he just puts the blanket over his head. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, this will save mm-hmm. me. I mean, just yeah. so cute and ridiculous. And I know one of my one of my favorite lines by him is when he he realizes that that Michael is a vampire and he yells out, "My own brother, a shit sucking vampire." Wait till mom finds out. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's like a funny line. Of like, wait till mom finds out. Like that's like the ultimate worst thing that can happen in that scenario. Oh, oh, funny. So, funny. Yeah, so many. Yeah. That's all he cares about. Yeah. 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 Uh, so what do you what do you what do you think, Greg? Yeah, what you, Greg. What do you think of this movie right now? Go. I mean, I had like some complaints. I thought a lot of the lines were were I'm really gonna cut, I'm gonna cut all this out. I'm gonna cut out yeah. all your complaints. 
they're like one of the lines, like when they, when the family first came to, into town, see the idea is they're coming in from like a different state. Mm-hmm. So they don't know anything. They're moving into their grandpa's house, which is this weird ranch at the top of the hill. He's like this ex- old eccentric hippie guy. He's got like, um, uh, taxidermy. taxidermy. He's got like, <laughs> stuffed animals everywhere. He's got rugs. Um, he's got like, weird magnets everywhere statues totems he, he's like one of those you know eccentric characters well he's a then hippie. They go into town. i mean they they talk a lot about how a lot of these kids were born from hippies like that's why star is named star and especially being in like a coastal yeah. beach town yeah so they that's where they kind of they hole up uh, as soon as they move into town then they go into town to try to like look for work the mother the mother looks to get a job and she befriends this guy uh who's sort of the owner of a video store back when we went to max, video tape. Right? max uh yeah max mm-hmm. yeah this kind of gentle you know guy in his 40s with glasses who just kind of runs the shop essentially right and then one of the lines you know the her son michael tries to he's looking around and he walks up to a random guy and i don't know if you guys caught this he goes is there any jobs around here and then the guy goes nothing legal yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that. I didn't like, catch that one. <laughs> so lame. And I, I thought that some of the, there was another line. I think Corey Feldman said, like, holy shit, the attack of Eddie Munster. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then just in general, Michael was kind of annoying to me. He's kind of moped around. I know that was part of his dream. <laughs> moped his around. Day. He was turning into a vampire, so he was, like, afflicted. I thought he was kind of useless most of the movie. Just, uh, He's kind of a good-looking, like, teenage guy trying to be badass, but he didn't really do much. Um, but you know what? So, you know yeah. what? He fucks. <laughs> he fucks. <laughs> uh, I will, I will say, though, that uh, that was probably the end of my complaints. I thought this was a special movie. I thought this was an incredible movie. I loved wow. it. Like, wow. After the, after the first scene, I was confused about the tone because it was kind of like – it was meant to be eerie. There were some eerie tones and it was kind of meant to be funny. But after like 10 minutes, you settle into that. And then every scene is just, is so iconic. Like, like you said, when they showed Triple H with the saxophone <laughs> greased up ponytail dude on stage and everyone's rocking out at nighttime, you know, it kind of feels like you're at a Coachella concert on the beach. Yeah. That whole setting was just, you feel like you're there. The wind's blowing through the crowd and partying, hanging out and just being free. That set the tone. I thought the whole movie was just really, really good. Um, and I'm surprised that I hadn't hadn't seen this. I'd heard a lot about it. It's one of those movies where you hear yeah. a lot mm-hmm. about and you just never watched it. Um, my background with Kiefer was 24. So I, that was what yeah. I mostly saw him in. And also, um, Stand, well, not Stand By Me. What's the other one that he's in? He's in Stand I mean, By Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it Stand By Me? He's in mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. he's on the older brother. Mm-hmm. He was just so good. Just the way, honestly, like you said, he doesn't overact. It's just the way he looks. Yeah. He turns yeah. and it's his body language. Yeah, because there's definitely overacting in this movie. There, yeah. You know, the kids, you know, of course. Right. And the kids. So Michael has a little brother who's this kind of um, kind of quirky kid. He's, I don't know, how old is he going to, I'm not going to guess his age because I'm bad at that. Oh, well, side note, I thought he was older until I saw him taking a bubble bath and then i was like <laughs> and it's well and it's not there's nothing wrong with that i t- i'm in my mid-30s i take bubble baths but the fact i, I that thought it was brother, weird i thought it was weird the fact that his <laughs> older brother weird. was like go take your bath yeah i'm like yeah mm-hmm. is he 11 like what i thought he was like 15 I, I took that as like there are parts in this movie by the way talking about this his little brother 
there are parts in this movie that I realized, well, I think he was probably, he had a lot of like feminine qualities to him. You know, like, there, I don't know if you noticed that scene where the mother leaves his room and then he's got like a shirtless Rob Lowe poster sitting on like taped to his oh, door. I did, I did see, not see I did that. notice Rob Lowe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he like dresses very eccentric. He kind of looks like, yeah. <laughs> what did I write here? Oh, I put, uh, <laughs> I put 80s mall fashion victim, Derek Zoolander origin story. Because <laughs> he had all of his shirts had these weird like prints. Prince, yeah. Like the probably the most clashing colors and designs from the eighties that you couldn't even find on the internet now. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that was fantastic. But there's a lot of that in this movie. Every character is just so unique. All of mm-hmm. Kiefer Sutherland's, um, uh, all of the basically the vampire like biker gang. They all have these leather coats. They have this like Victorian look. The boots, mm-hmm. like the bracelets, kind of like the earrings, the the crazy rock hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was so cool. And they played it really chill. They played it really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there are aspects of this movie that this was in, uh, made in 87. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were aspects of the movie that I thought um, kind of permeated to later movies. Like I, I, I had some notes here saying that when David fin- and his gang finally revealed to Michael that they're vampires and they kind of like, they switch, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. have that look. It yeah. kind of reminded me of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. To where, like, their kind of head bulges out, their eyes turn a different color, and they just exactly. look kind of like Exactly. Yes. I thought, this was made before that show. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was sort of an influence for that. Some of the other, like, tropes that you might have picked up on was, like, <laughs> I love the grandpa. Like you said, Laura, he was so funny. He uh. was, like, the most unapologetic troll in this movie, and I, I thought it was, <laughs> it was so funny. There was that scene where he – Right when the the family gets to his house, and then like he invites um, the little kid into the car to be like, "Hey, let's go into mm-hmm. town," and he starts. He turns on the car, and the kid's ready to go, and he's like, "All right, let's go." And then he turns off the car, and the kid goes, "Well, aren't we leaving?" And he goes, "That's as far as we're gonna get because I don't like going into town." I yeah. was like, "What a dick!" He could have just told the kid that he didn't want to go, mm-hmm. but instead he went through this. Whole, the grandpa was so funny, but it it made me think of like other movies that took that grandpa like crazy grandpa trope where he's actually a hidden badass mm-hmm. at mm. the end like um yeah. three ninjas you guys watch that movie where oh my the god yeah yeah <laughs> but then he ends up being like the strongest ninja um the grandpa reminded me of that the whole scene where where michael is being initiated so, so to speak into the vampire mm. it made me think of point break yes <gasps> oh yes wow. mm-hmm. absolutely it just made me, there were a lot of iconic scenes in this movie that made me think that other movies uh, may have borrowed from it. Yeah, there was just, there was just a lot to like. I, I almost can't even go over everything. Wow, yeah, nice. I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm surprised. I thought, and I think it's because we're, so we're on Zoom and we can see each other now. We had a couple episodes where we just were audio, but you know, mm-hmm. we can see each other's faces. And Greg, like, you've done a very good job of making it seem like you're gonna <laughs> hate on this movie or like, oh, it's gonna be Laura and Rob against Greg. I don't know. You, I, I mean, I'm no, it, it was very, you know, one thing that I've noticed is that, and uh, I, you know, since starting this grave diggings thing where I kind of like look, really spend some time outside of watching the movie to think about what the movie's about, it makes me. I don't know, maybe unfairly have a deeper appreciation for what the movie's about. That's because good. If I, you know, sometimes I draw my own meanings that probably had, there was no intention for it to mean that. But then when I start doing that, you know, I can really appreciate the content 
Um, yeah. And it's not to say that this movie I thought was bad the first time, you know, before I thought deeper into it. But um, I bet you there are a lot of movies where if you just watch it once and you make a past the judgment on just that first go around, yeah. it's probably bad, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. just something I thought about um, this yeah. one. But yeah, overall, it was just like you said, Rob, it was a time piece. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not even going to try to relate this to people under the stairs, but my reaction was similar in that I can't believe I didn't watch this when it came out and it just felt very memorable to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like, like I said, the reason I picked this movie and wanted to watch it was to see if it held up into like this standard I had in my head. Cause that's originally why I picked people under the stairs because I picked it. Cause I remember it being super creepy. And then once I watched it, I'm like, this is not what I remember at all. Yeah. You know, and this yeah. one totally lived up to what I remember mm-hmm. and like the feeling of watching it. It was just crazy. I couldn't, I was really nervous that this was going to be like my faculty and I was going to watch it and be like, oh, this is just too cheesy and it just doesn't hold up. And I'm like, this movie holds up. Yeah. Right. Totally holds up. And I was so surprised. Like I said, I was ready to like get a saxophone and take my shirt <laughs> off. And I was rocking out. I was rocking out with this movie. It was so good. So oh, good. man. Um, I kind of wanted to get into because, you know, the last, uh, you know, a couple episodes ago, we did let the right one in and we were talking about the vampire isms in that movie. And so I really wanted to kind of get into the same topic with this movie because I feel like some things were same, but some things were different. Yeah. Yeah. To me, the biggest difference was the whole inviting somebody in. Yes. It was completely different, you know, because I remember watching this movie and thinking oh it's going to be the same and then they have this scene where he doesn't invite in a star but she comes in and i was like oh like she didn't you know she didn't get invited in like what the hell and i didn't realize later on until they have the whole scene at the end where you know the the max guy reveals that he's the head vampire and he kind of says like oh you, you never invite in a vampire because they're you know whatever you want to say they they're not powerless but they're they have all their power or their renders the humans powerless. You invite the vampire in, it can mask its identity from you. Like yeah. you don't have power. Over. Whereas like if it just comes in, you know, it's, it's automatically known. It's vulnerable to the things that a vampire is vulnerable to. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah. I understood yeah. that. That was really yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cause that was one of the only things I think I remember in this movie that was different from something I've seen before. Do you guys call out anything else? The garlic, they said that the garlic didn't work, which was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the holy water did. The so holy water did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely mm-hmm. touched on most of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But but yes, the inviting in where if you, they can still come in, even if you don't invite them in, that was definitely different. That and yeah. like the whole, you're a half vampire. Mm-hmm. Like I know there's a lot of movies with vampires, there's always like a changing period, but this wasn't even like a changing period. It was like a, you're stuck in this weird yeah half you know world until you actually mm-hmm. kill so yeah i yeah. did think that was really cool i mean I, I do love the dinner scene where they're trying to like out the oh max guy you yeah. know so so it's pretty much Corey haim and Corey feldman and the other frog brother and they're at the dinner with the mom and the max guy and they're just trying to do all, everything they can they're putting you know he's they're telling him it's parmesan cheese and it's garlic and he eats yeah. it you know and they're like you know waiting for a reaction and then they turn off the lights and then they turn the lights back on and they're holding a mirror in front of his face. He's like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> his, re- his reaction is so priceless of like, just like shock. I laughed so hard. I'm like, these kids are ridiculous. Like so, it's just, it's a really comedic scene. It's a really yeah. comedic, 
but it was just so funny. It was so funny. Um, but the other one other thing I did pick up on was I don't know if you guys pick, saw this, but when they kill Marco in yeah. the uh, cave and he bleeds on him, goo. I mean, his blood looked yeah. weird. But did you guys notice when they got outside, he they were sparkling? Yes. I picked up on that because I know the whole thing from Twilight was like they vampire spike girl. I so I noticed that and I actually felt like that fell into one of my complaint categories. I was like, uh, so they just bled glitter. I I truly yeah. don't think that's what they were intending. I, I mean, because to me, it's like a running joke of Twilight of like, right. oh, they glitter. And it's like been a joke. It's a joke. So exactly. when I watch this movie, I've never noticed it before. But when I watch it, I'm like, are they glittering? Yeah. And I was like, no, what the I, fuck? I feel like that was not, they were not intending that. I don't know. But I, de- I definitely was like, oh, okay. Instead of having ash on them or, you know, mm-hmm. blood. They just fucking glitter. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. It was just so weird. It was so weird. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm like, oh, maybe that's where Twilight got it from. Maybe she she saw this movie I back in the day and she was so. like, oh, let's make them glitter. You know? <laughs> I just thought it was weird. Just just a comparison. I'm like, oh, wow. Because I've never seen that in any other thing with vampires is glitter. Yeah. And the fact that they were glittering in this, I was like, whoa, that's a, what a coincidence. <laughs> when they tried to, to out Max at the dinner, they turned off the lights and they said he didn't glow in the dark. Oh yeah, that was weird. That was another weird. That was they assumed that he would. So that was interesting. Yeah, that was another funny one too. Yeah, Hmm. Um, yeah. The only other one I did want to talk about, as far as vampires go, would be the um, the hounds of hell. The the fact that an an animal guards over the vampire as they sleep because they have to sleep during the day, and that's something I don't think I've ever really seen in another form of media yeah is anything like that i thought that was really interesting mm-hmm. you know i thought that was really cool you know they're vulnerable. yeah it, it makes sense too if you think about it somebody needs to watch over them while they sleep you know yeah. and what better way than like an animal if you guys had to choose an, an, an animal to watch mm-hmm. over you if you were a vampire what animal would you choose and why a freaking liger because it doesn't get any better than that a liger <laughs> a liger <laughs> No, a hippo. A hippo? <laughs> what the fuck? Are you in the water? Are you a vampire in the water? No, hippos can, can kill like any living being. They're extremely fast. Every animal that lives in the hippo's environment is afraid of it. So don't, Aren't they not, like, don't they have to mostly stay underwater though? No, I don't think, they're no. land creatures too. They, they can sunbathe, yeah. But Where are you at? Are you in the coffin under the water? No, it's a la- he's a hippo standing at the door of my coffin. Doesn't matter where he is if it's just YouTube some hippo like dangerous hippo videos and you'll see l- what I'm talking about. They're the most menacing creature on on okay. this earth. Well, that's an interesting one, Greg. Okay, how about you? Uh, oh my God! After hippo, I don't know where to go with this. Um, I guess I'll piggyback kind of on Laura's and I'll say a sloth. You know, <laughs> a sloth. sloth. Stop. From our from our other episode, mine'll be a sloth watching over me you know i hope the person trying to get me is definitely slow because that's gonna be a tough one yeah um (laughs) yeah you know now i think about it i definitely feel like a wild cat of some sort i just feel like especially certain wild cats like are so fast like some of the fastest land animals and um yeah they're just vicious and Mm. awesome and um so, oh, I actually, you know something? Let's do this then. So, Laura, we've been, Laura has, we talked about the last episode that Laura has this uh, disease. 
not a disease, but uh, not what do you a call disease. It? <laughs> affliction. A condition. Condition. <laughs> Laura has this condition called uh, miso. What was it? Miso. What? <laughs> what is it called, Laura? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it's a uh, kinesia. Is that kinesia? Where where things she things she visually sees. I uh, think I visually see. No, no I see no, no, it. No, <laughs> think things you visually see uh, annoy you. Yeah, and it's you know, kinesia. Okay, misokinesia. Uh, so uh, I I actually created a segment for this. Do you have something for this movie? Was there anything or no? There's got to be. Oh, uh, nothing bothered you. <laughs> the guy playing the saxophone. <laughs> no, I feel like there was something for a split second, but it wasn't enough to even write down. And then mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Oh my god! So the guy playing the saxophone was not anything. The the no, public I thrusting. I don't think there was anything. Um, yeah, no? nothing for misokinesia. I will say the only visual thing that I was really upset with is like when um david and his three guys when their faces changed like that that was legit mm-hmm. but when max the head vampire who also oh, for any mm-hmm. listeners who love gilmore girls this is fucking grandpa uh <laughs> his face looks ridiculous and I, his for being was, head yeah. vampire i was very upset <laughs> Yeah, the the other vampire. Really yeah, the other vampires look like really like oh, like that looks pretty legit. But his it looked like them, but very scary. This didn't yeah. even look like him. His, his looked cartoonish. It was yeah, too it was, like too it much. Dumb. It was yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry, guys. No misokinosia, whatever the fuck it's called here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, just so everybody knows, I did create a segment for this. Uh, so oh, I create a segment. <laughs> So it has a drop. I have a drop for it. You know, do you want to hear the drop first, Laura? Or do you want to hear what the title of the segment is? Uh, drop then title. Yeah. Drop then title. Okay, this is going to be the drop. I don't know if you can hear it that well, but I'll try it as best I can. Okay. All right. Here's your drop. So, what did I say uh, before Blake? Richard. Gear, Richard like, Gear, Richard Gear, oh. and then blink, 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 blink. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the the sound effect, the sound effect is supposed to be like grinding, grinding gears of a car, and then they break down. And le- so the segment I want to be is grinding gears with Laura, and uh, pretty much I'll ask you, Laura, what's grinding your gears about this movie? And then I you kind of go into your your thing. You've seen anything bothered you or anything grinded your gears? Oh my yeah. god, I love it. So hopefully next movie we do, uh, which we'll reveal at the end of this episode, Laura will have some thing that she notices that 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 you know grind grinded her gears you <laughs> know? There was nothing in this movie i know i'm surprised too you know here let, let's hear the drop one more time so you guys can get <laughs> used to it one more time okay here it comes richard gear that is so embarrassing but love amazing one with the crazy Drop. I know. At least you know now. You guys both have crazy weird drops. You know, you guys keep coming out with things that I have to create segments for because they're just so awesome or funny. I guess I'm too boring to have things. Apparently, maybe no, that's why. I don't know. No, you're not. You got some good jokes in there. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. Um. So let's uh. So let's transition here a bit. Of man, like we all like this movie so much. I don't know. Is there anything we really didn't like? 
what do you guys think? I, you know, I don't know if you guys actually went over a little bit of what you didn't like other than, you know, some of the visuals of Max's face at the end or there was like two scenes when uh, David and Michael are flying at each other that they did CGI and it just looked yeah. really shitty. I'm like, I don't yeah. know why they did that in those two split scenes. Mm-hmm. It was like really quick too. I'm like, I don't know why, because the other half when they're fighting in the air, it's clearly like wire work or it's uh, just them, you know, positioned certainly in a camera. But for some reason, there's two scenes where they use like a CGI effect and it just looked really bad. And I was just like, oh, that was pretty shitty. I, whenever I see something that rubs me the wrong way like that, I feel like it's not really fair to even to even bring it up unless I propose an alternative um, that I thought might be reasonable for that situation. Hmm. So when I look at that, I got a question. Well, what could they have done? Did they have the budget for computer effects? I have no idea. Could could they just kept the fight on the ground? No, because you want to demonstrate that they're two really badass vampires at the peak of their power fighting each other. So it's like, well, what, you know, it's kind of tough to say like, make it better, you know, depends on. Yeah. But I did notice that It, it, it clearly looked like, they were on strings or they were superimposed on a background that, you know, wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and uh, do you have anything, Laura, that really stands out? You know, you know, the only scene that really didn't do it for me actually was the sex scene. And normally don't get me wrong. You wanted more. I, you wanted more. Mm-hmm. No. So, well, normally <laughs> I definitely don't mind sex scenes. I enjoy mm-hmm. them. That's fine. However, in this one, it was new like soundbite, Rob. new soundbite. Oh man, I can I can do it in post. <laughs> you know what I mean? He shows up to the lair and is like mad. He's like, "What's happening to me?" And she's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I tried to warn you." And like their emotions are not sexy, but then the answer is to just stop talking and start having sex. And it just felt mm-hmm. so unnatural. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I had the same thought. Yeah. It was it was weird that he went mm-hmm. there angry to be like, what the hell have you guys done to me? What am I? And then to be like, oh, okay, like I'll just sleep with you. <laughs> you know? It well, was so and, weird. Okay, if it was angry sex, mm-hmm. maybe. But it was like super sensual. So you can't go from being angry to just like super sensual, taking your time, not worried about David flying in and fucking freaking out on that. I mean, it was I just... Know. I couldn't I couldn't have performed. I couldn't have performed in that setting. There's no way. You know, whether I was afraid David was gonna come in or that little creepy kid Eddie Munster was gonna pop up. Or... Oh yeah, was the, wasn't the kid right there? Wasn't the kid in the freaking bed? Holy <laughs> shit. There's no way he could have been in that bed. That would have been oh really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Where was the I, kid? I bought into that scene because I thought that you got to understand their motives. You know, he, yeah, he's angry at first trying to figure out how to undo the the slow turning of the vampire blood in him and he goes there but then if you remember from the beginning of the movie he was just absolutely you know stunned by her you know he didn't he zoned in on her like a tracking beam and didn't even look anywhere else so he goes in there (laughs) that's not creepy and Mm -hmm. yeah super creepy but she kind of like diffuses that and her motivation is partially she likes him she because she thinks that he can save her and her son from david and yet also the other part of her motivation is she was instructed to kill him he was supposed to be her first kill if she is meant to kill him she can do it because he's close and he trusts her but if she finds out that oh he's strong enough to like save me from the situation she again has his trust so i thought it was a weird moment on his end he was just physically attracted to her and he's at that age where you know just your hormones are running Mm -hmm. wild you know you almost don't care after a few minutes 
So I kind of bought into that. I, I didn't exactly like the scene either. Again, like we're looking at it like adults, like, okay, well, what is your connection? What do you even care about this person for? But then you just have to kind of like trace it back and project on onto who they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do say he he did get definitely sexier when he got his ear pierced and then got a leather jacket, <laughs> you know? Oh, he was sexy the whole time. I Except when he put sexy. on his sunglasses, they were always crooked. What was Oh, that? that was That's it, Greg. Oh, that I mean, was, that was it. it. You have that something, Laura? That was it. I uh, thank okay. you. Okay, wait, wait. Let me do I your drop. Let me drop. do your drop. Let me do your new drop. Okay. <laughs> let me do a drop again. Here it is. Okay. <laughs> no one addressed it. Okay, okay, Laura. What was the uh, what was Greg? I don't know how I forgot this was it, but yes, every time he wore sunglasses, they were always a little off. But then in one scene when he was like standing outside talking to his mom, they were so crooked, it was ridiculous. Like, are your glasses broken? What the fuck? I, I don't know. I was just like, <laughs> I, I don't see how that was intentional. I, I just didn't. Was that meant to make him look more disheveled? I, I don't know, but that was so bizarre. That's I don't funny. know. That's funny. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad something grinded Laura's gears. I'm glad we got the segment yeah, to work, actually. Perfect. That was perfect. the thing that I was like, there was something small, but I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was there it. we go. We got it. We got the yeah. first grinding of gears from Laura. <laughs> I love it. I love <sighs> it. You know? No, but I did think he was, he's a very attractive person. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he had that whole, like, you know, angsty, quiet, bad boy, heartthrob, womanizer thing going on. I don't know. Mm-hmm. True, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah true. like like Laura said, he fucks, you know? He fucks, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure. Yep, he yeah. does. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, let's let's transition into, uh, uh, is Grave going to make an appearance, Greg? Does Grave have anything for this episode? I have a short, I have something short. You always say it's short, but I don't think it never ends up being short. Yeah, it doesn't. So you can cut that too. But yeah, let me <laughs> let me throw okay, something out right, there. Let me get let me get the <laughs> graves drop now. Let me get graves drop now. Okay. Can I talk about? <laughs> okay, there's a case. Okay, so a grave is here, everybody. He's actually a vampire too, I think. So maybe he has a, an insight to this movie. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I've definitely. It's interesting that we've gone over a couple of movies that are that talk about uh, people transitioning into other beings, like you know, with the faculty, and also let the right one in, um, and now this one um, with with vampires. And as you mentioned, Rob, the name comes from the Lost Boys of the Peter Pan stories. So <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but I, I literally went and watched the, the movie Peter Pan, like <laughs> after this. To get an understanding Wait, of like so what it, who are the Peter Pan in that? Which huh? Peter Pan did you watch? The Disney version was are the there cartoon? other versions? Yeah, the cartoon. Oh, I thought you were watching like Hook. The obvious one is Hook to watch. I mean, oh man, that one's that I should have because that one's more about the. I think they embellished a little bit on on the timeline, but um, so mm-hmm. I went back. I went OG. I went Disney's Peter Pan. Wow. So everyone may or may not know, but. That whole movie is just this endless cycle of this fictitious uh, character, Peter Pan, who lives in like a fantasy land. Then he goes to the windows of kids and he invites them to this island where they never age, where they can just play and eat and have fun and hunt, you know, Native Americans or as they call them, Indians, actually in the cartoon. 
This is made a long time ago. At some point, a lot of the kids decide that it's time to go home. Like they don't want to, they don't want to be there anymore. And Peter gets kind of annoyed at that. But then at some point he, he does bring them back home, but then he just finds out the kids. So the whole theme of what Peter Pan is, it's meant to embody like the spirit of youth, like uh, eternal um, childhood, you know, escaping into that immortality, like, you know, where you never age. So it's an interesting idea. Um, again, it's, it was similar to when we talked about let the right one in about what it means to be a vampire and whether or not that's something that we actually want. It looks cool. It seems cool. They have all these powers. They never age, but is that actually what we want? And it's more of a cautionary tale. Like we talked about in the previous episode than anything. And in this movie, I was questioning who are the lost boys. And I think the obvious answer, like what you were saying is it's the vampires because the vampires never age. And the vampires in this movie, especially when overlaid the, the setting, the setting of just people partying all the time, not having a care in the world at the boardwalk, just like every night is like a fun party and just, you know, kicking it and drinking and just messing around. Um, the Lost Boys on the most obvious layer are, are the vampires. Vampires never age. And in this movie, um, so in terms of, how it represents like the child that doesn't grow up. Mm -hmm. If you think about David's gang, right. They are essentially kind of like, they represent uh, like an extreme version of, of children. They don't have jobs yet. Somehow they are able to afford uh, motorcycles and gas and Chinese food and like where they get their money. (laughs) And that just reminds me of like kids, kids just get their money from their parents, you know? And and in a way like this is going to sound harsh, but like kids are kind of like vampires. (laughs) All they do is just like they suck the blood out of the energy out of society and they have no responsibilities to give back to it. Oh, I'm sorry. Spoken from three parents that have been shelter in place with toddlers just sucking the lives out of us. It's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. The, I mean, it's extreme because obviously, you know, when they're toddlers and they're young, they have no choice. They're still learning about the world, but they embody the idea of, well, when you're a child and you want to continue that and not bear any kind of responsibility and you just want to continue that, what does that look like? So um, in this movie, you know, the first thing you think of is there was that first scene where you're on the boardwalk and the mother walks into the video store and meets Max for the first time. Before she walks through the door, do you remember where there was a little boy? walking around she was like oh i lost i don't know where my mommy is and she takes him into the store and goes oh we have a lost boy here Mm -hmm. and then david's gang comes in so i thought that was like a subtle way of saying like these are the lost boys right yeah Mm -hmm. they essentially uh you know embody like the aspect of, of us that like that never grows up and it just kind of sucks from our environment but then there was like this other layer to this movie that i picked up on um I'd say the second time around. And it started with this scene when the mother, we, you know, when the whole family arrives at Santa Cruz and they get to the grandfather's house at the ranch on the top of the cliff, they get out of the car and the grandpa says, you know, he welcomes them in. And then he says to her, you're the only woman I knew that didn't improve her situation by getting divorced. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. So the idea, I think Laura, you touched on this, you know, the idea here was that she, separated and got a divorce from her husband who was the father of these two kids Mm -hmm. michael and his little brother and she they essentially just pack up and leave and 
um, she's not seeking alimony, basically. She's not looking to, to win, like the grandfather's right. saying, well, you didn't take half the money. And she said something along the lines of like, well, I just didn't feel like it was right. I didn't want to drag this and make this a big legal battle and make, yeah. you know, bring my kids into it. So I thought, why are they even talking about, there was like a second storyline this whole time. Half of this was like a teenage vampire movie. Mm-hmm. And that was like the icing on the cake. But then there was the meat of the cake. That was the mother trying to find a job and dating this guy. Okay. And he, he at max ended up being the head vampire and he was trying to seduce her yep. into being this, there was a line toward the end where, you know, when they find out that Max is the head vampire because they've killed David and his gang and he comes in and he was like, Oh, you've ruined everything. Right. He says it was all going to be so perfect. Lucy, uh, just like one big happy family, your boys and my boys. And then I think Corey, one of the Corey's said, great. The blood sucking Brady bunch, which is a yeah, fun line. But that mm-hmm. I almost wanted to pause the movie right there because that was the other half of this movie they were talking about. So again, after I I watched the movie, this is going to be weird, but I was thinking about family structure and, you know, I, I looked at like the U S divorce rates, you know, from after the, you know, the world war leading up into the two thousands. And I noticed that, you know, divorce rates were at their lowest in the U S like after the fifties, you know, when the baby boomers were pretty much just getting together, having families. And then it peaked in the, in the eighties, it it was at its highest. And this movie was made in the late eighties. So it made me think that it was trying to speak to this idea that historically we look down upon people who are in family situations that are, not your stereotypical all American, you know, nuclear family where you have a mom, a dad, and brother and sister. And families that are getting separated, you know, they're almost shunned, they're stigmatized, right? So this movie was trying to say that the Max was trying to pull her into that and then create this family, like and say, look, all the things that you're doing, you're broken. You are you have this this disjoined family. I was trying to bring you in and you messed it up. Um so the way that I essentially, it's going to sound like it's not related to the, the, the phrase, the lost boys, but my thing was that, so when we were talking about let the right one in, I, I was hypothesizing that what vampires are creatures that represent the extreme, like unbridled version of our human nature that just wants to go crazy, wants to just take, 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 take and have no controls. Right. And when it comes to the lost boys, that's represented by just kids who don't want to grow up, kids who just want to just consume and consume. And it, it represents the aspect of ourselves that just doesn't, like I said, want to grow up. But also in this movie, I think it also represents the aspect of society that doesn't want to grow up. Meaning you have a very conservative uh, ideology that your family has to be just like mom, biological mom, biological dad, like single, you know, one son, one daughter, and that's it. And if you don't have that, you're screwing up. So I thought that this movie was basically trying to diverge by that and say, like, look, there are a lot of different people. Look at the people who are at the boardwalk. You have just people from different backgrounds. Look at the family structure that we have here. And by making the dad the one who wants this conservative notion of of family, making him the head vampire made me think he was a lost boy, too. And I thought that this movie, um, if anything, made you think that, you know, it's possible to – if you think about a conservative family direction, you think, oh, I'm doing what's grounded in what we've been doing for years, right? I think that this movie made me think that you could be on the path and you could be 
on this road and not deviate from it and still be lost mm-hmm. because the rest of the world is, is evolving, is, is progressing, you know? Um, so I thought the lost boys, in addition to just being the vampires, the kids who don't want to grow up, it's also um, like the rigid society that doesn't want to evolve and let other forms of, of family, you know, have its place. Okay. Guys, nice. Wow. Have nice. any thoughts okay. on that? <laughs> wow, she just grave. blew my mind like usual. Wow. Great. <laughs> You really went super deep there, Grave. Mm-hmm. Got into family structures and, divor- and divorce rates. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Thanks, Grave. We appreciate you digging deep into this ep- episode. You know, yeah, yeah. So let's. Uh, you can go back in your coffin now, Grave. Thanks you. We appreciate it. There you go. Shut the door. Get in your coffin door. Okay. Man, we gotta fix this door. Okay. All right. All right. Grave is gone now. All right. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> All right, Greg's back. Greg's back. Okay, nice, nice, nice. All right, um, yeah. So let's get into let's get into our ratings thing. We really went over this movie. I think a lot. You know, we definitely have a lot of positives. We don't have that many negatives. So I feel like it's gonna be a pretty high rating. I'm just I'm interested to see how high you guys give this. You know, um, let's start with. Uh, I want to start with Greg. Yeah. I, you know, Greg, what do you? Oh, I, let's do for the ratings. Um, how many scoops of garlic are you giving this movie? Ooh. How many scoops of garlic? I like that. One to five. How many scoops? And a scoop of garlic. You ever have a scoop of garlic? That's the more the better, basically. Or are we do. Yeah, I mean, I fucking waffles? love garlic. I put scoops of it in my dinner tonight. I know that. Oh man. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. On the presumption that more scoops is better, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. movie gets four scoops, and then also like half a, maybe half a scoop. So four and a half scoops. Wow, four and a half nice. scoops. Wow, so good. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hesitant to give a movie, uh, a horror movie, such high marks when it's a mix of horror and and humor and comedy because I feel like a lot of times it doesn't sell well and you feel like it, the, the the scariness is watered down by the moments that you laugh. But I felt in this movie, one of you guys said it. It knew its idea. I have a big thing about movie identity. When you know what you are within the first couple of uh, 10 minutes or so and you project that and you carry that on and you don't waver from that and you just are giving it to the audience, you know, what you want to do. I love that. And this movie was, was exactly that. Yeah. Four and a half, four and a half scoops. Scoop it up. Scoop it. <laughs> All right, Laura, your next, uh, how many scoops are you giving this movie? I, I'm going to give it a solid four. I mean, I think it's great. I'm, I'm, you guys have gone kind of past that four mark, but I'm very mm-hmm. hesitant. I'm I'm really waiting for like the perfect best ultimate horror movie, which may never exist for me. I don't know. But mm-hmm. four is still like B plus A minus. This movie is so great. It's just so entertaining. It makes me feel good. It makes me laugh. I feel like it is a classic. Um, and it's just some it's a movie i can watch all year long like i try to yeah. the, there are definitely a handful of horror movies that i love but i i do wait for like october halloween season to watch them but this movie i feel like i could just watch this anytime it's just so good true i think true. it's definitely the most rewatchable movie out of all the ones that we've done so far would you guys agree? yes mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely laura do you do you remember what you gave let the right one in did you also give that a four i think so yeah, so it's on par with that. And I think I gave Don't Breathe a four as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So you're, you're four right there. Okay. Oh, also, 
I mean, how have we not even talked about how the movie ends? It ends with fucking grandpa saving the day oh and then him having the best last line. Oh, the one thing about Santa Carla, I can't stomach all the damn vampires. So like he mm-hmm. knew about him this whole time. He doesn't fucking care. And then he just destroys part of his house to kill mm-hmm. them. And, and he grabs a beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like before he even says that line, he goes into the fridge, grabs his beer, and then that's mm-hmm. it. That's how the movie yeah. ends. Such a so great epic. ending. Such a great oh. ending. Yeah. I mean, uh, man, for me, this was uh, this was a tough choice for me. This was a tough choice actually giving this a rating because I had I had a bar that I really loved this movie going in, and that's why I picked it was because I wanted to see if it would hold up, and it held up so well. That I'm giving our podcast the first five. I'm giving oh, five. I have to. Whoa. I fucking I don't care if somebody wants to email in and say like, how can you give like this type of movie a five? Because like Greg is saying, it's hard to give a like horror comedy a super high rating because it's not like super serious. Mm-hmm. But just enjoyability. I really didn't think I was going to love this as much as I did and remember loving. And this from start to end, I was just, like I said, I was a saxophone guy. I was rocking out. I love this movie from start to finish. I do. I literally, I have to give it a five. I loved it. I just loved it. It was such a great watch. You still believe? I still (laughs) believe. I still believe. I still believe. Yeah, I loved it so much. You know, I was thinking before this of being like, all right, I'm probably going to do four and a half because I liked it better than let the right one in. So I got to go a little higher. And yeah. I was just like, fuck it. I'm going all out. I'm going all out. I'm giving it a five. I'm just going to wow. jump in, you know? Wow. Yeah. So I'm giving it five scoops Bravo. of garlic, you know? I'm just full of garlic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nice. I don't, I don't care what it does for the rest of our, we're only on like episode 11 and I'm like, I gave it a five already, but I don't really give I mean, a shit. Cumulatively, that makes this the best one that we've watched. If you can take the average, I guess. If you take the average, you know? yeah. I know I'm blowing up the average, but like I said, I, I don't really care. I'm just, I'm, I'm saying it, I'm stating it out there, you know, I'm putting my, putting my stake in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much it for, for this episode. So one thing we're starting to do now is we are talking about what next week's episode is going to be. Laura just talks about, Laura just talked about wanting to save a five for a perfect movie. Her movie, I'll let her reveal it. It's going to be close, I think. Uh, so Laura, what, might are you, be. Yeah, what are you, what are you picking next week, Laura? I am going to go with The Shining. The Shining. The Shining. Yeah. Jack Nicholson, the classic. I mean, people say it's right there, I think, with Exorcist as like the number one, number two horror movie of all time. That's a I, really big debate. Dude, I, I think The Exorcist is scarier, but I actually mm-hmm. think The Shining is a way better movie than The Exorcist. So that's, you know, as much as I gave, I gave Lost Boys a five <laughs> and next week we're doing The Shining. I don't know You're if like, I You're can, like, can I give it a seven? Can I like go up higher? But uh, yeah, but you know, next, so next week is going to be a great episode. I have not seen yeah. The Shining in years. Yeah. Years. So I'm super excited to watch this and Greg can finally know the room number that uh, the kid is not supposed to Seven, baby. Yeah, Greg will but finally see it. Actually, before we um, are actually talking about The Shining, I do want to know, uh, Rob. I assume you have not read that that book. No, correct? no. Mm-mm. Greg, did you read it? No. Oh fuck! Mm-hmm. All right. Do we need to I read did... the book first? 
Um, no, you do not need to read the book. It's, it's extremely long. You do not need to read it, but I definitely, um, for any listeners out there who like want to watch the movie or have seen the movie or have read the book, I definitely feel like I'm going to be spotlighting differences between the book and the movie, because for Mm. me, the movie is so good that there's, there's just more to talk about. And Mm. I think the differences between the book and the movie are like kind of where a lot of my conversation hits are, but Mm. Obviously, if no one's read it, I'll, it'll be quick, but there are some major differences. So, hmm. well, that's cool. It'll that's be cool. trivia. He's my favorite writer. So, I definitely want to hear what your take is. Yeah. On comparison between the two. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, everybody, yeah, you guys know what we're going to be watching next week. You know, you can read a book quickly in seven yeah. days if you can, you know. But, if you're uh, at home mm-hmm. all the time, like we are yeah. right now, that's then, true. Uh, yeah. You know. Everybody's uh, shelter in place. So, get reading. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So you guys can, you know, if you guys uh, want to hit us up an email, you can hit us up conjecturingpod at Gmail. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod. Uh, you can let me know how stupid I am to give a five-star rating to the Lost Boys. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it is what it is. Nothing I can do about it now. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much been the episode this week. Uh, I've been Rob. And Laura. And Greg. Yeah, and until next time, remember, horror is subjective, so conjecture away. See ya. Bye.
Ouch. Ooh, cool. <laughs> and, uh, I want to learn how to beatbox. 